Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. I'm your host, Peter, and joining me today is John from Project Fandom. How you doing, John? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Uh, we are going to discuss... Uh, well, not... I guess, yeah, discuss. We're, we're going to go down our top five favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Um, and before we get into that, you have uh, been on the show before. Um, you were on the second episode of the uh, Back to the Future 30th Anniversary Tribute. It was a three-parter, and I, I think you were on episode two, if I'm not mistaken. But it's, I, I believe so. Yeah. So uh, for those that may have missed you on that, can you uh, tell us about your work on Project Phantom and some of the uh, shows that you podcast on? Uh, sure. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I uh, For Project Phantom, I review things often, you know, like comic books and movies and stuff. And then we do a lot of podcasting, and uh, Podcast Fandom is our main podcast where we discuss television shows that are you know currently airing and we have a throwback thursday podcast where we talk about shows that are no longer on the air we have a geek and review podcast where we talk about random things and uh uh that's that's pretty much it i think that i'm on we have other podcasts you can just go to projectfandom.com and you know find the podcast there and check them out if you want to <laughs> Which uh, which of the TV shows do you uh, cover if if people want to listen on those? Oh yeah, that's see that's why you're the host. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I am on uh, Fear the Walking Dead right now. The Strain, uh, The Walking Dead's about to come back. Uh, the Flash, um, Veronica Mars. We're covering on the Throwback Thursday podcast, and uh, you know Game of Thrones when it comes back. A lot of things. Are you on uh, Empire too? Right. That's true. I am on Empire. Yeah. See? See? You're, you're the host. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, yeah, awesome. I uh, enjoy listening to you. You also do uh, a movie podcast. That's right. I do. It's called Bearded Scrutiny. I do it with my friend uh, Stephen Novak, who is an, a very talented artist and uh, author. And you know he foots the bill for that podcast. And I just show up and we talk about movies. Who's the, the basketball player that used to be on the Knicks? Uh, yeah, Steven Novak is okay. uh, <laughs> the same, same name, different person. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was the same guy. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, and definitely check that out. Uh, I did listen to your Ant-Man and Terminator Genesis, and I actually uh, agree with you on Terminator Genesis. I know a lot of people were kind of down on that movie, but I think there were some things to like. You know, yeah. um, it's, you know, if you just think of it as a, like, Terminator Three, the unofficial third movie. You know, I, I think you can enjoy it, and you know, I, I think why I like it is just because in comparison to like Salvation and the actual Terminator Three, that's kind of where I was going with it. it I, I just felt if it was better than those two movies, then then I think it was good. 
Yeah, and, and I like those two movies, honestly. Like, I like Turner 3. Not, it's not great, but I enjoy it. Yeah. And I think Turner Salvation is very good. I, I really enjoy Turner Salvation. But, uh, uh, yeah, Genesis is – it has its problems, but it is a really good movie. It, it does a lot of good things to change the story mm-hmm. of Terminator and make it about something different and still, you know, make it a Terminator story. Yeah, and, and I like me some Amelia Clark too, so – <laughs> that helps. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the Salvation, I, I don't dislike it, but I, I didn't like the um, the choice to go with this uh, this new guy, Marcus, as opposed to, like, uh, John Connor, because, you know, it was the first time we got to see the future, you know, post-Judgment Day, and then we don't get this guy that, you know, we've known to be the leader of the Resistance, you know, all these times. So that was my biggest issue with that. And then with... Um, Terminator 3, I just felt it was just a parody of the previous two movies. Um, and the I think the only thing I liked about it was uh, that, you know, it gave us, oh, no, Judgment Day was postponed. It's inevitable, you know. Yes. And, and also, um, anybody that listens to my show, they know that I'm not uh, a fan of uh, uh, recasts. You know, smaller roles, maybe, but John Connor, like, that was, you know, Edward Furlong, and then you got Nick Stahl. So, that was, that was just kind of my issue. Yeah. I mean, and I think with Salvation, uh, there's no time travel, really. I like, you know, like, and this is fitting for this podcast, but I think, you know, time travel is a big part of those movies, and mm-hmm. you just, you need it in there somewhere. And the, Salvation didn't really have it. Right, right. Yeah, completely agree. Um, okay, so we will get into the uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, our, our favorite five, and then after we go through those, we're going to go... Um, uh, through some of his other stuff that we did not mention and just kind of talk about that. Um, now, we discussed prior to recording that if you list a title and I have it higher, we're going to wait till we get to the, the higher ranking, and, and then we'll discuss it at that point. Okay, so uh, you are the guest. I will have you go ahead and start first with your number five. Uh, my number five is Sudden Death. Well, the the hockey movie, where, <laughs> which is basically a blatant ripoff of Die Hard and like Under Siege, better movies, uh, but I enjoy it for the fact that it is a good thriller. I feel like it it does a good job to work with the clock involved with the hockey game, and actually turn the story into a bit of a a thriller. Even though he kind of abandons the idea that it's going to explode. <laughs> and just kind of goes after the bad guy at the end, uh, so it, the plot kind of falls apart. But I do I enjoy that movie for the the thriller aspect. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I do remember um, watching it when it would play on like HBO, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Van Damme had like two movies a year around that time, and uh, I think he was like a like a firefighter, right? Or maybe yeah, he used to be. Yeah, he was a firefighter that. Uh, he couldn't save someone from a fire, and that made him retire from being a fireman. And so then he became like the security, like head security at, at this stadium. And uh, then he, you know, of course, ends up in this, you know, terrorist plot. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it, I, I do remember um, that you mentioned, okay, after you mentioning that it was kind of like Die Hard, I, I can definitely see it. Um, but yeah, it, it was one that I, I do remember watching. Um, 
did you uh, have like uh, any favorite scenes or, or uh, lines from the movie that you re- remember? Uh, hmm. I just uh, I liked I liked the hockey in the movie. Honestly, okay. I really because it's uh, it was produced by the owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, and yeah, so the hockey in it is actually I I, I imagine. The hockey is good hockey. I'm, I'm not really a fan of hockey, mm. or at least I'm a fan, but I don't watch it, so I don't really know what it's supposed to look like. Right. But it looks good on the screen, and I feel like, like I said, I feel like the movie used the the dynamics of the game because it's called sudden death, and then that's what happens when when the game goes into overtime. First one who scores wins, right. and that's that's kind of the whole dynamic of the movie is that whoever you know once the game is over, that's when the bombs go off. Right. So so the fact that it goes into sudden death means that they postpone the bombing. Right. Yeah. I um I I think that movie made me uh kind of understand the the concept of sudden death in hockey. It's uh it's not it's not a sport I watch. Um I, I think the only other hockey I know is from Mighty Ducks. Uh, from all, all three of them, and I think that's about it. I don't think I've really seen any other hockey movies, but yeah, I, 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 I don't remember how much hockey is actually in uh, Sudden Death. Well, you, are you saying it was quite a bit, or? Well, well because the, I mean, the hockey game is going on for the entire movie, right? So, so it's you know, it, it's one of those establishing shot things, you know, like. They, I, if I remember correctly, because I haven't seen it in a while either, but it, I, I recall that every so often you would check in with the game to see, like, oh, there's only this amount of time left. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, and when they would do that, you would see some of the hockey going on. Right. And it was directed by uh, Peter Hyams, who uh, also directed a movie, Stay Tuned. I don't know if you remember that with I do. John Ritter. John Ritter, that's right. Yes, John Ritter and Pam Dauber and Jeffrey Jones, Eugene Levy. I love that movie. That's an awesome movie. But and I, I like that director. I feel like, you know... It's the, that... um, it's the original of uh, Click. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an odd... Yeah, yeah, I guess. I never saw it before, but yeah, I guess I see it now. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever a director directs a movie that I like, I'm more inclined to, I guess I'm biased, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, I'm inclined to like another movie they directed, you know, unless it sucks. Right. But <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, the fact that he directed that, I feel like that gives him some credibility with this movie. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Um, and matter of fact, I I almost want to say that well. Um, Van Damme has worked with uh, a couple of different directors that's done um, you know, a few of his movies, too. And so I, I think I got maybe two movies in here that, have, that share the same, uh, sh- same director. Um, for me, my number five is... Th- this might be a controversial one because people are like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> that's, that's in your five? But uh, <laughs> it's The Quest, uh, you know, Van really? D- yeah, exactly, right? Um, <laughs> Van- well, I, uh, hmm? <laughs> I, that's my. I mean, I have it on my list too. Honestly. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, it shares. You can go ahead because it's it's like a twofer for me. So you can go ahead, and I'll I'll see mine later. Okay. Um. So this one came out in '96, directed by the man himself, Van Damme. Uh. Upon researching, I guess he actually approached Oliver Stone and asked him to um, direct, which he declined. 
really Oliver Stone to direct the quest? I mean, has, <laughs> I guess. I mean, um, <laughs> Van Damme was really feeling himself. There. <laughs> he, he, apparently, he was. Uh, you know, it also has uh, Roger Moore, James Remar, uh, Janet Gunn. Uh, James Remar, you know, uh, people may remember him from Warriors, but also uh, um, he was Raiden in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So this one, Dexter. I I, I don't watch Dexter. Oh, okay. I, I watch Breaking Bad. My my, <laughs> my wife watched Dexter. Um, but th- this movie, the the reason I like it is because I I like Kickboxer, uh, and I think I like this one because it's more Muay Thai and not just kickboxing. And I guess I'm a little biased because you know Muay Thai is from Thailand. Uh, my family is from Laos, which is basically cousins, you know. So it's it's kind of like you know this is what we got before we got Tony Ja, you know. And this was just kind of uh, early uh, kickboxing for me. So the the movie itself, I I think uh, I really like the scenery. It, it's, it's actually shot decently. Uh, funny enough, Roger Moore, um, you know, former James Bond, who plays uh, Lou Dobbs here. He I guess in in one of his books. He uh, mentions that this is like his least favorite movie uh, that he's been in, um, citing that uh, just it was they, they were very unprepared, uh, ran out of money and things of this nature, and kind of credits like a uh, like a secondary director kind of guy that that actually tried to keep it all together and make it more cohesive to be able to finish the, the movie. So. Really interesting, you know, and um, I, I guess it's really no surprise because it's Van Damme's first movie, and uh, you know he ninety six, so he's been around not even ten years, right? So at that Something point, like that. well, he might have been, but uh, the earlier stuff were very very small roles. So um, I I think that's it as as far as a favorite a favorite scene. I don't know if I really have a favorite scene uh i just i like the tournament style fighting you know yes. so this is another reason that the quest is in my top five yeah it's that's why it's in my top five too is because i really like the variety of fighting yes because james remar plays a boxer in the movie right and yeah and i like that i like those kinds of movies like mortal Kombat, like you mentioned mm-hmm. i i like those when when you can see different fighting styles and Van Damme has done a few of them. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, but this one feels like the one that had the most variety of different fighting styles for different fighters. Like it feels like the other movies, while they, they, they did kind of feature other styles. This one doesn't focus on one opponent as much as those other movies. Right. And, and I so I like that, and I like the setup of the quest in that it's you know Van Dam as an old guy, but I don't think I don't think Van Dam played the old guy. He did. But he did the the opening scene. Yeah. Yeah, he played. Uh, that was him. Nice. Okay, I can I didn't remember, mm-hmm. but I I really like that. Whenever you have a scene like that, and then they're like. It was a long time ago. <laughs> right. and just, I like that. I really enjoy it. It feels like like the Princess Bride even. Right. You know, like you got, like Peter Falk or whatever, you know, telling the story. I like that. And so I felt like the quest really it did it felt like a, a fantasy movie. You know, even more than, you know, Kickboxer. Like cause those are more like real 
real movies, you know, right. where, where real things happen. And in the quest, it feels more like like a story that you're being told. Yeah, I um, you said something that uh, they, you pointed something out that I really liked. How you said that this doesn't really focus on like the one bad guy; that it yeah. kind of focuses on all these guys. So. To piggyback on that, you get to see like um, all these opponents from from uh, all different countries, and you actually get to see like their their clothing. You know that that kind of distinguishes distinguishes them from a different country. You know, and you know, well, I'm sure we will get to a certain movie where you you could only see that they're different ethnicities. You can't really tell by what they're wearing where they're from. You know, unless they're wearing like their traditional stuff outside of the fight. Um, so that's what I like about the quest too, because during the fight, it's like playing street. Well, that might be a bad one. Um, <laughs> eh, I, I guess maybe Street Fighter. You know, just whatever they're wearing, you can tell where they're from. You know, yeah. and so that's why I like that. Yeah, like it had a sumo wrestler. Like it had you know, like yeah, a Honda, right? Yeah, and when it had all the, like you said, it had the different characters. Like it was a character movie. Yeah, it felt like. I mean, speaking of Street Fighter, I mean, maybe was, <laughs> he, he was trying to fix that. <laughs> this was before. Too. Wait, no, no, it was after. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was after. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, that the only thing missing was like the Indiana Jones map. You know, with the X going to. You know, Turkey. <laughs> you know, that's uh, yeah. Um, number five or four for you? Uh, number four here is where I had the quest, but I had it tied with a movie I imagine is going to be higher on your list. Okay. Bloodsport. Yes, it is. Yeah. So we will bookmark that. All right. Okay. Uh, my number four is Lionheart. It came out uh, 1990, directed by Sheldon Ledich, who uh, has worked with Van Damme quite a bit, actually. Um, let's see, he also did Bloodsport and Double Impact. Um, but, uh, yeah, Lionheart, he, um, Van Damme plays Leon Gautier. Uh, he's from the uh, French Foreign Legion. Uh, he's got a brother in L.A. Uh, who kind of I guess he he kind of went to the dark side so to speak and dies so Van Damme's sister-in-law kind of blames him for the death for uh basically abandoning abandoning his brother um years ago I guess so he comes to the U.S. and he not really avenges his brother's death but um he wants to take care of this other family you know because he feels guilty uh you know for his brother, and so uh, he meets this guy, Joshua, who is played by uh, Harrison Page, who uh, I feel steals like almost every scene. He's just he he's like Apollo Creed, you know, to Rocky uh, in, in this movie. So he's got a, a lot of um, a lot of scenes where, uh, for me, I think one of my favorite scenes is you know it's kind of cliche, but it's the end fight. And in the middle of this fight, looks like Van Damme's kind of down for the count, and then Joshua has like some words for him. I, I, I told you the way this shit did me. Don't let it do you, man. Stay the fuck down. Come on, man. Come on, look. We don't need the money, man. I got us a deal. I told you, 50-50 all the way down the line. Well, I'm gonna split it with you, man. 50-50 all the way, man. Just like I said I would. Look, it's on him, man. The whole bat's on a tillum.
wrong bet. You definitely got heart and mind on it. Don't ever lose it because you never get back. Take it from me. I've been there, man. You know, just like Apollo did. So, uh, so I really like the chemistry between the two, and I think it's one of the few times um, where Van Damme actually has like a um, you know, a buddy who's actually like really serious. You know, he's not he's not like ogre. You know, in Bloodsport, where he's kind of uh, uh, a com- comedic relief in a sense. But um, I just yeah, I really like this story, and this was one that I think I used to watch on like USA. You know, up all night with like Gilbert Gottfried or something. Uh, but yeah, this was on all the time, and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we also got, uh, what is it, Brian Thompson? Brian Thompson, who goes on to play Shao Kahn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I honestly, I've seen Lionheart, but I don't remember much about it. Okay. Like, I mean, I, as you were describing it there, I remember the story, but... I think I've seen it maybe once. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's like a underground uh, fighting circuit. You know, things like that. So it's kind of like tournament style. Tournament style, but yeah, it's a. You know, who's he gonna fight next? You know, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It's got a very young uh, Ashley Johnson who is now uh, on Blind Spot. Not not a big fan of her character on there, but um, I don't know. It's it's hard to shake her sometimes when you associate her with so many other things. Your number three? Uh, my number three is a movie, I think, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme has, like, two settings. He either does a martial arts movie where he does a lot of martial arts, or he does a movie where he tries to be dramatic and does some fighting. And my number three is Universal Soldier, and it's one of those movies. That's my number three. Nice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, 92, directed by Roland Emmerich before all of his uh, disaster movies. Yeah, before he got into the disaster porn. Yeah, just a few <laughs> years before uh, uh, Independence Day. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it. I Speaking of Terminator, I mean, it's very, you know, similar kind of with, you know, androids. It's it kind of like a lot of these movies where even uh, like Cyborg, another you know Van Damme movie, right? Uh, where like they're all the, all these movies are kind of influenced by the great movie Westworld, mm. you know, where Yul Brynner played you know the cowboy, and I I feel like this kind of has that where, but this you know is a good guy and a bad guy, <laughs> and so they were both it's kind of like Terminator, but I you know I really I've always enjoyed the the storyline of Universal Soldier where he he's kind of like a proto. Jason Bourne, where he loses memory because he dies in war, and then they steal his body and turn him into this machine, and then he's always like trying to get his memories back. I and and I always like the thing that sits into my mind is the the fact that they overheat, the fact that mm-hmm. they always get hot, and they're like, oh, get into the 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 bathtub and we'll cover you with ice. And then, you know, that's kind of that sexual scene where <laughs> like, one of those, like, I don't know, like 90s set scenes where he, everybody's just sweating and, and naked. Like, it's just, like, there's really no, doesn't, I don't remember any sets going on. It just, it's, you know, they're just sweaty and naked. <laughs> yeah. Um, for this, uh, for me, this movie, 
uh, let me see, 92, I was nine years old when this movie came out. But in in the early to mid-90s, I only knew Dolph Lundgren from this movie and from Rocky IV. And uh, Don, Don Grin, Dolph Lundgren as, um, let's see here, Andrew Scott, I felt... I felt like he killed it. You, you know, it was really yeah. different, obviously, to see him play this person versus, you know, a, a, a Russian boxer. And, like, my favorite scene is when uh, he kind of goes off um, in the uh, grocery store, you know, and then you got, like, yeah. one of the other soldiers gnawing on, like, raw meat, and everyone's just staring at them. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's uh, giving this spiel, you know, and it looks like a scene from, like, uh, Apocalypse Now, and he's got, like, the, the necklace with all the ears on it. God. What the hell are you staring at? Do you have any idea what it's like out there? Do you? Well, I'm fighting this thing, man. It's like kick ass. Well, kiss ass. And I'm busting heads. It's the only way to win this fucking war. These shitheads. Yellow traitoring motherfuckers. They're everywhere. Yeah, I just I really enjoyed it, and I I remember when I was uh, a kid in school, I used to draw uh, characters with that headgear. You know, the, the the one with the like the goggle over one eye. You know, and speaking of <laughs> yeah, and and speaking of um, uh, Debo, who's in this movie, uh, apparently they had to um, customize his, and because like uh, the eye that it would cover would cover his good eye, and so they had to reverse it on his on his other eye. So that's uh, I thought that was really funny. Um, Michael Jai White, who's in here, uh, he goes on to play Jax in the the fan film of uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat Reborn, I think it was Rebirth. Mortal Kombat Rebirth. Yeah. Uh, so there's more ties to Mortal Kombat there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like that you're doing that because I didn't realize there were that many ties to Mortal Kombat, but there are. I I really this is all on the fly. To be honest, I'm actually looking for them as we're discussing it. You know, and it just keeps it keeps coming up because I was all like, is was Michael Jai White in anything? I go, he was. So the, yeah, this was all on the fly. <laughs> that's, that's great because it's like this two degrees of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. You have any uh, anything else on Universal Soldier? Uh, I I liked the ending uh, where basically steroids saves the day. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know Dolph Lundgren he injects himself, and that's why he's able to you know win the fight. But then I I think. Uh, doesn't Van Damme also do that? And then that's how he's able to win. So, you know, I steroids are awesome, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very big back then. Um, did you ever get to watch the, what is it? I, I think it's Universal Soldier 4, The the Reckoning or, or something, where it's both of them are back. Oh, yeah, the new, I have not seen that one. I've seen, okay, neither have I. I've seen the first three, right? There, there's this one, and then Scott Re- Atkins and Return, right? Was the oh Return with uh, Goldberg? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. I've seen the one with Goldberg, and I've seen I think another one. And this I was one. mad they never brought back the, uh, the the headgear with the goggles. <laughs> Because I, I think I think in part two they just wear like these uh 
um, you know, like uh, yellow sunglasses. You know, uh, kind of thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. Took away the look, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I joked about Dragon Ball Z, but I mean, it is very similar, and I mean, that's yeah. a cool look. I mean, it's it's a nice, unique thing, you know, between those two two things, <laughs> between yeah. Dragon Ball Z and Universal <laughs> Soldier. Yeah, um, that, that that's all I got for that one. Uh, me too. Okay, your number two. My number two is Kickboxer. Okay. Uh, I really I this, speaking of Mu- Muay Thai, like you mentioned it earlier, this is it's a very mm-hmm. Muay Thai heavy movie, and I like it. I I enjoy the seriousness. Like we talked about the quest earlier, and I felt like that was a less serious movie. I mean, kind of like Mortal Kombat, kind of you know where things like everything there, there's risk, but it never feels real. But Kickboxer feels like a real fight. Like there are real consequences going on here, especially when they start wrapping their hands in rope and coating it, you know, in resin and dipping it in glass. And I'm just like, yeah. man, that, like, that's some serious business. <laughs> I, that scared me when I watched it when I was a kid. I mean, I didn't watch it when it was new because it came in 89, so I was like two. But when I did see it, I was, you know, I mean, I couldn't have been older than five or six when the first time I saw it. And I just remember that fight scene scaring me, like, like, because like, I was, I, I remember thinking that was real, like, not, not yeah. real in the movie, but real, like, people actually do this, and like, this is something I might have to contend with when I get older, because <laughs> I was, I don't know why, <laughs> it just, because it, it looked like a real fight that you might have to deal with, like, as an adult, and because that's how real it felt, was how, how dangerous it actually felt watching it. I uh, I like the um, high shots part too, you know where he, he dips his hand in like uh, caramel and then like M and M's and and all that. Uh, it's like Baskin Robbins, right? Uh, Kickboxer, it um it kind of the quest I I think also took elements um from from that obviously and then also Lionheart, uh, same storyline right where you know it's uh, his brother is involved and then he kind of goes into. Um, help out, you know, the family or avenge the family. So, um, yeah, cliche, but yeah, it's, it's a good one nonetheless. Yeah, I always liked it because, I mean, his brother gets paralyzed, and then, but his brother doesn't die. I don't, I don't at least, I don't think he does. I haven't seen it in a while. But I remember the way that I remember it is the brother didn't die, and so he gets then Van Damme gets mad and wants to fight him, wants to fight the guy who paralyzed his brother, but. Because right, isn't it like there's a like politics involved, right? Because the fighter who hurt his brother is is popular, mm-hmm. so Van Dam can't attack him outside of a fight. Isn't that how that story goes, or am I mixing that up with another movie? I I, I think you're right. It's been a while for me too. I think that's yeah. why it's not in my top five. Yeah, but I mean, I if I from my memory at least, <laughs> you're probably right I, though. That's what I remember is that there were there was like politics involved where he had to challenge him in a fight because he couldn't fight him outside of the ring. If he hurt him outside of the ring, it would be bad for, you know, Americans that were also in the country. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I I liked that because as I I've watched this this is the movie that I mean I have seen it a couple of times. Like it's it's the martial arts Van Damme that I've seen the most and that's mm-hmm. to say I haven't seen a lot of them a lot of times 
but I have seen this one, you know, two or three times, you know, in the past, you know, ten years. So uh, I just, for some reason, it just sits with me. It just sits with me as this is the Van Damme martial arts movie. Like, if you want to watch a Van Damme martial arts movie, this is it. Um, did you ever watch the sequels with Cody from uh, Step by Step? I did not because oh. <laughs> fuck that. You're right, because <laughs> Cody. <laughs> I, I, again, it's not really a recast because I think he's supposed to be the brother, um, I, and that's what I was going to ask you. Like, uh, do you remember? It was like it, it must have been like a younger brother. So, I I don't think I watched any of it, but I think I might have like seen it in passing, you know, just like channel surfing. And I was all like, you kidding me, Cody, <laughs> you know, and it was like, because we know him from like, you know, living in the van and talking like he belongs on Bill and Ted. And then like you see him play in you know, like a kickboxer sequel. You, you can't take him seriously. Mm. So um, and, and there have been like five or six sequels to that movie, right? Like yeah. It's whole franchise. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's the next Fear of Seven or the original Fear of Seven, you know. Um, I'm not seeing any ties to Mortal Kombat in that one, unless you can think of one. Uh, there's a lot of combat that does more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, uh, Van Damme's name was Kurt, and I want to say there's a Kurt Striker. That's, kinda, yeah, that's reaching. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's the cop, right? Yeah, with, yeah. with the yeah, baton. With the nice tick. Yeah. Uh, my number two, which I think is your number one, Time Cop. That is correct. Okay. Um, let's see. So I guess we will go into it now because it is your number one, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be the same thing. Um, but I will let you go ahead and start since it's your number one. All right. Uh, time travel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Hashtag time travel. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I like time travel movies. I believe you also like time travel movies. They're okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, I guess. They are. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and this was, I think, I don't want. I think this is probably the second time travel movie because I think I saw Back to the Future before this okay. but I think this may have been the second time travel movie I ever saw hmm. because I or maybe Bill and Ted I don't know I don't want to say for sure but it's one of the first time travel movies I ever saw and it established a lot of things that I thought about time travel like you can't occupy the same space hmm. as as yourself as another one of yourself it's just like the end of the movie uh, so I really I I have a connection to this because I do have an affinity for time travel and I you know I have nostalgic value I I, have, I find nostalgic value in this movie and remembering it and how it 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 felt like even watching it now because I do this is one like I've seen this the most times of any Van Damme movie and I when I watch it now it's a movie where I feel like the time travel is is good in that it it represents a time period that they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like they go to two thousand and four, and and that's ten years in the future from the movie, uh, from when the movie was made. And I I feel like it did a good job of of creating a near future that felt attainable, and that's a very difficult thing. Like. Uh, like Looper, the movie Looper is right. one that does that. It, it, like a near future that feels like it could actually happen. And and speaking of Looper, like there are injuries that happen yes. like in the past, and then they're reflected on the future person. And I like that because that's 
you know, that established, again, established something that I understand, quote unquote, about time travel and how it works and, and, you know, permanence in the world. And, and I just feel like it's a good movie. I feel like it's, and I believe it's one of the better reviewed movies of Van Damme's career too. Yeah, it's uh, it's also his. Uh, let's see, his second to break the 100 million barrier for a worldwide gross, um, and yeah, m- uh, very many people regard it as uh, one of his better movies. Uh, yeah, this is also directed by Peter Hyams, who did Your Sudden Death. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to mention that when I was talking about Sudden Death mm-hmm. because because you know I didn't want to give it away. But yeah, he directed, and I mean. He's he's the best director for me that has worked with Van Damme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I like those two movies. Uh, Sudden Death would have been like uh, one of the movies I, I brought up uh, after our top five. Uh, for this movie, like I, I agree with everything you said. You know, with the instantaneous uh, scarring to Ron Silver's face, it um, yes. you know it plays with the same rules as Bill and Ted. You know, where Bill and Ted's like, oh, we're gonna do this as they think of it. Well, boom, you know, t- time travel, right? So it yeah. it will happen right then and there. So I kind of like that that there is no ticking clock like a fading picture. You know, no shade on Back to the Future, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, it's just uh, that Back to the Future came out in '85. Per- you know the that's the earliest most successful time traveling movie right other movies after that had to kind of take and learn from what they did there you know and so that's why now we got um you know different rules you know you you mentioned looper you know different rules from back to the future so yeah i really enjoy uh this movie i mean it's my number two um do you uh what's your favorite scene in the movie um, I really enjoy the mall. Mm-hmm. I, the mall scene where he's walking through the mall and he finds his wife and then he, he convinces her that he's from the future. Uh, a little too easily, honestly. Yeah. But but it still works because I just like because like I said he feels like he's from the future like he's he feels like he's from a near future from 1994 and it just feels like he's actually someone walking through the mall ten years you know younger than he is you know what I mean like ten or ten years older whatever you know however however you just say that but yeah. he feels like someone who's out of place and that's that's something that's hard to attain. With a movie like, you know, the time travel movie where you're trying to feel like you kind of fit in, but then not. It's because it's just 10 years. It's just a 10 year distance. So I, I, I really like that scene. And another scene that I really like is the guy who goes back in time to uh, the 20s. To a, yeah, it's, he exploits the stock market tra- crash for money, right. mm-hmm. and they bring him back to the future, and you know, <laughs> back to the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they bring him there, and then you know, he's like, he doesn't want to. What is it? He doesn't want to testify against the bad guy in the movie, uh, Ron Silver. Right, and, and uh, he, so they're like, all right, and they send him back to when they had pulled him out and when they had pulled him out of the past, he he had jumped out of a window. Mm -hmm. So when they send him back as punishment, he's just, (laughs) he falls out the window and dies. Yeah. Falls through a car. Yeah. I I love that. It's just like the punishment aspect of that. And there's another movie, uh, 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 not a great movie, but fun dynamics in the movie. Free Jack with, uh, Emilio Estevez. It's the same kind of thing where they, they pull people out just before they die. Hmm. 
And I like that. I like the idea of that. That's a very clever idea. And the idea that they would they would punish someone by letting them complete their suicide. I, I just I think that's just so clever and and fun. I oddly for for a scene where a guy dies. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah, I, I like that uh, scene too. But for different reasons. For me, I I just like well, first off, is time traveling to the 1920s. I um I like period movies uh, already, and to incorporate like time traveling into it, I'm like, oh yeah, this just is a great scene. Uh, but my favorite scene is uh, kind of a unorthodox fighting scene for Van Damme where he's fighting um, – the, the, the guy with the long hair, is he Asian or Native American? Do you remember? I do not recall. Uh, I, I want to say he was maybe Asian. He had long hair, but it's um, it's when Van Damme's in his boxers and they're uh, uh, knife fighting. Yeah. You remember that? So they're fighting with knives, and then th- this is where you know everyone kind of remembers this scene where uh, it involves like a taser, and then he does the splits on the counter. Uh, but just that knife scene, it's, uh, it's pretty good, you know. And I think that was probably the best fight scene in the movie. Might might have been like the only real fight scene, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, this no- is one. Of- yeah, this is one of those movies where he doesn't really fight. You're right. Like, it's yeah, it's one of those where he's you know more trying to be a dramatic actor, and it really works here. Yeah, like, I feel like this is his best dramatic role, uh, at least to date. And I mean, it's just a fun movie. And the ending where, like I mentioned the, and you mentioned too, the you know where he pushes Ron Silver into himself and he you know explodes or whatever, and. The, the house is on fire, and his younger self is not unconscious, so then he helps his wife out, and she's okay with the fact that he's from the future. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that doesn't... I want to... This is one of those movies where I want to see what happens next. Like, I want to see how she deals with that. You know, how she... Like, how... Does she just go about her life knowing this for the next nine years? Because they do show, you know, nine years later or ten years later when when he is in the future, he goes back to the future, has the same, you know, kind of happy ending as Back to the Future. Right. Where, you know, he goes and everything's better. His, his wife's alive and, you know, his kid's alive. You know, she was pregnant in the past. And so I I just want to know like what how she dealt with that. Does she have to go to therapy? Because right. I think I would. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, that's a very good question because, like, does the time, does the, uh, what, what is that program called here? The the the, the time cop, but T, well, TEC is what he is, right? It's a TEC agent, Time Enforcement yeah. Commission. So does that still, they, that still comes into fruition, right? They still make that. So yeah. so yeah yeah that's a good question. Uh, maybe she does kind of keep that to herself. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, it's so weird to think about. Like, that's that's what's interesting about these kinds of movies where, like, Van Damme yeah. movies do not make you think. Right, like, they just don't. But this one does. Yeah, like, this one is a very interesting thing. I and it's based on a Dark Horse comic. Right, and and I haven't read it. I've wanted to read it for years, and I just haven't. Like you have to buy it, like, and pay, you know, and have it mailed to you by someone else who bought it in the '90s. Uh, so because they don't make it anymore, they, like, you, they don't have it at comic book stores. Because why would they? I but, wonder. Uh, I, w- I wonder if they have it here because um, Dark Horse. I don't know if you know is actually from Milwaukee, Oregon, and that's only like not even half an hour from where I live. 
I, I imagine they probably have like an archive of it. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that'd be very interesting. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be very interested too. Um, but back to kind of what you were saying, I, uh, you know, a famous man once said, you know, you can never wait. You shouldn't know too much about your future. So, so maybe she does keep that to herself. You know, he doesn't tell. So I don't know. I was. I wonder if his kid turns into an asshole. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, I just and I. I'm glad you mentioned the, the the you know the time policing. Mm-hmm. I like. I really enjoy that idea because that is. I don't. I don't know if you've seen. Uh, I think it's called Time Squad. It's an animated. It's an animated series. Mm-mm. It's it's a it's about these people who go back and it's it's like you know it, it teaches kids because it's a kids show, and they go back and and fix mistakes that happened to like Cleopatra or you know Einstein, and you know those kind of things. But it's an interesting concept to go back and police history and make sure things happen the way they're supposed to, and and that's really what happens here. And that you know that's why he goes back to the twenties to stop that guy, and I like that as an idea. I would love to see a movie about that. Like I would love to see another Time Cop movie <laughs> with Van Damme. Oh, <laughs> <Go> okay. <ahead. laughs> oh, I was gonna ask. Did Did you watch the sequel? I have not seen the sequel. I didn't. I didn't realize there was a sequel. How did I know oh, that? Yeah, yeah. This came out in two thousand three, and I I watched it because um, you know, blockbuster. And uh, this actually stars uh, J- Jason Scott Lee, who uh, was in Back to the Future Two. Um, it's it's about him, and uh, he, you know, he he has a chance to go back and stop Hitler or something. Uh, and then I don't know. I I remember he fights with uh, the moral quandary about like uh, I think his father was murdered, and he has a chance to go back and fix that, but. You know, I, I think it was like a rule that he couldn't or something because he, you know, he was there yeah. for a mission, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, it takes the same elements, and it's actually kind of, I think, what you're looking for, like you know, more of the, that that cop stuff because that's kind of what yeah. he's doing. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I, I actually enjoyed it. I, I, I think I only saw it that one time, but I do remember liking it, and you know, I would like to go back and watch it again. Yeah, I, yeah, I do want to watch that. Yeah, me, uh, because uh, I mean, the name of it is Time Cop. And like he doesn't really do a lot of chopping. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, I mean, I would like to see like even a TV series. I, I think, think like, I, I think so that's like, a, I think they're talking about a TV series to be honest, and I I I'm all in for that if if they do that. I think um, that would be awesome. I think I just like the idea of that. The the uh, Time Cop Two the subtitle uh, is called the Time Cop Two the Berlin Decision. Um, and this is maybe why you didn't hear about it. It was a directed DVD, which it's not surprising, obviously. But um, I, yeah, I saw T- Time Cop too. I'm like, cool, you know. And Jason Scott Lee, I was like, yeah, I like him, you know. So checked yeah. it out. Um, let's see who else is in here. Thomas Ian Griffith. Uh, I know the name. I can't see the face. But the events of this film takes plays 20 years after the first one although there is no mention of the events of the first film and time travel technology has improved considerably that's just all I'm reading on the Wikipedia page there but um, yeah definitely check that out um, I, I liked it so I, I would you know, definitely like to hear your thoughts on it um, I, I want to say I, I had something else to say about Time Cloud maybe, maybe I didn't but I know we talked quite a bit about that one I mean it's it's a solid movie. It's one that I uh, eventually want to review, and perhaps you can come in uh, on that one too. Um, but uh, my number one, I guess there's only one other movie 
we haven't talked about, but uh, Bloodsport. Um, you know, it. the quality of the film doesn't hold up, but it's still fun. You know, um, you know, it's it's the uh, typical 80s with the fighting montage, which I'm all about. Love it. You know, you, you get that in, in the Rocky movies. You get that in the Karate Kid movies. Um, but for me, like, I think Bloodsport has one of the most memorable scores um, that, you know, from the 80s for me. And, uh, you know, just that. I don't know the name of the song, but the score for Bloodsport, you know, there's just this theme that, that they play throughout the movie that I really uh, like. It's it's really serene, you know, it's kind of nice, mellow, uh, but also, the, you know, Fight to Survive, you, you know, it's just an awesome 80s song and uh, one of the best uh, montage songs from the 80s. Um, but yeah, Van Damme, I, I, I don't know if I really need to even say what it was about, but it's basically the inspiration for Mortal Kombat, and that's why I kept on bringing it up leading up to this movie. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Van Damme's uh, character in the movie, he plays Frank Dukes, um, you know, was the inspiration for Johnny Cage, and they even, you know, uh, wanted him to play in the movie, which he goes on to do Street Fighter. So, um, that yeah, turncoat son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite scenes? I, I don't know if I have a lot of favorite scenes. It, it's just uh, for me. I, I just think it uh, it has more memorable memorable lines. Uh, just the entire movie is 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 fun for me, but you know, go back and watch it. It's just like, yeah, it's it's totally dated, um, but I just it's still really fun for me. You know, I I, I really like. Uh, I keep calling him Ogre, but uh, let me see his real name. Do you know uh, Ta- Donald Donald Gibb, who plays Ogre from uh, Revenge of the Nerds? You know, I like him in here because I I honestly thought that he was like ogre in real life <laughs> so when i saw him in Bloodsport, i was like oh no he's a normal person okay so um you know i was a kid i didn't understand the concept of acting i guess uh yeah. and we get uh bolo uh young you know who like says all his lines from uh what was it enter the dragon that he was in or game of death one of those with uh, uh, bruce sure. lee okay but it it reminds me of like uh, James Earl Jones in like uh, Coming to America, where he says like a bunch of like Darth Vader lines. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my number one. Not a whole lot of sexy things to say about it, uh, but it, it's just it, it's just my favorite one, um, you know. But uh, Time Cop, it's a completely different Van Damme, and yeah. you, you know you um, it, it can it can go either way. To be honest, like they could be flip flop for me. Um, they're, they're, I, I have the, the Blu-ray where it's both Bloodsport and Time Cop uh, on the same oh, movie. Oh, that's a nice nice collection. Yeah, I think that's... it was like less than 10 bucks at uh, Best Buy. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like the reason that I had Bloodsport lower is just because it is to me like a better The Quest. I mean, because The Quest is, I mean, basically just Van Damme doing it again. Right. Uh, but like, but like, I don't know. Bloodsport, like we were talking about, is you know a more realistic story, whereas the quest is more fantastic, and you know. But that's basically the difference for me. And I mean, so Bloodsport. I mean, I like Bloodsport, but I, you know, I like I said, I think I Kickboxer for me is is the better martial arts movie mm-hmm. for for Van Damme. Yeah, and uh, I guess it doesn't help that Van Damme uh, won a Razzie for like a uh, worst. Uh, new new actor or something for Bloodsport, 
Really? Yeah, let me let me pull it up to be uh Oh, he was nominated for a Raspberry for a worst new star. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty bad. Uh yeah. you know, again, it's his first starring role. I mean, what do you expect? Um the one one thing I forgot to mention from, from Kickboxer, but that drunk dance fighting scene. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Like, looks like the best thing ever in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, see him recreate it on Conan O'Brien? Oh yeah, I did see that. I saw. I didn't see it live, but I saw it on YouTube. Yeah, it's it's hilarious for for listeners that didn't check it out. But um, Van Damme was on Conan, and uh, they were talking about how. Uh, a new kickboxer movie is in the works, and um, Conan talked about that scene. And I think they actually played the clip, you know. And he's like, "Do you still got it?" He's like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, I think I still do." And so they're like, "All right, well, let's see it." So they play the music, and then you you realize that everything's been staged because you got two Asian dudes sitting on a table uh, at a table, like on stage, <laughs> and then then they just reenact the the entire scene, which is uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I like that Van Damme seems to have softened, I guess, mm-hmm. because I mean he seemed to be very serious, uh, like in the '90s, like when when he was at his height, he seemed like someone who took himself seriously. But now he he seems at least a little bit more, I don't know, easier to to laugh at some of the things like that 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 scene with the with the the drinking and stuff i think that you know i I like that i like when when people can do that like schwarzenegger's kind of done that too Mm. um do you want to go into now you have another list well i i had a list that had two movies on it oh okay Uh, tell me about this list i it's the dishonorable mentions and what (laughs) and what does that mean exactly uh, I mean, so, I mean, there are movies that aren't great. Like, like I think Van Damme has done some very bad movies. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like movies that just aren't good. But he's also done some movies that, while they're 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 still kind of bad, they're still enjoyable. Right. And that's what this these movies are. Oh okay. Uh, I think that like Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Street Fighter is not a good movie, mm-hmm. but for someone like me, I play Street Fighter. When that movie came out, I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> it's Street Fighter!" Right. And I, just, I thought, you know, like it felt very Street Fighter for me as a kid. Now looking back, it's not a lot, but you know, it's 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 still fun. It's still a fun movie. It's uh, and, it's one of those that is like uh, you you rubberneck. Right, like like an accident, you're driving by. It's just you want to change the channel, but you you know it's you you want to stop and watch it. Like same thing with me. I know it's not a good movie. I dislike a lot of the casting, but I will still watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's like for Mortal Kombat. Like Mortal Kombat, I think that movie. I mean, it's not great, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Mortal Kombat's a good movie. No, not great. Right. Like, I mean, borderline good, yes. but it's it's still it's still like it feels like a it's a better movie than Street Fighter. It feels like they tried harder. Like with Street Fighter, it just feels like they're making fun of it. Like it feels kind of like the Mario Brothers movie, where it just, it feels oh, yeah. like they're not they're not taking it seriously. Right, right. Like they're not they're not they're not they don't think that this story is something that deserves to be a movie. They're just doing it, you know, just to have fun. But you know, like Mortal Kombat feels like they are taking it seriously. I, so even though it, it wasn't executed really well, they were still trying hard, it felt. 
And that's I think that's what differentiates that Mortal Kombat movie from the Street Fighter movie. Yeah. And the the other movie on the list that I had is uh Double Team. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I, I think that either won or also got nominated uh for a Razzie for worst uh, couple on screen. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that Dennis Rodman probably won a Razzie. Yeah. <laughs> but I I mean it's a terrible movie. Terrible, 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 no good. <laughs> Dennis Rodman and Mickey Rourke, <laughs> they're both not good in that movie. But uh, the thing that I like, I actually like something about that movie, is the, the colony, which is where when Van Damme gets like arrested or whatever, and he's, it's an island. It's an island prison, and he has to like figure out how to get out of this prison. And he, like... I'm mean, like he does something with his fingerprints, and he has to, like I think he holds his breath for a long. Like I like, I think the movie could have been about that and forgotten all of the Dennis Rodman stuff outside of the movie, outside of the prison rather. And I think that it would have been a better movie. <laughs> yeah, I I think around the same time didn't Knock Off also come out? Like just right about the same time with uh, Rob Schneider. Uh, I don't think I've seen that actually. Oh, do you know about that one at all? I don't think so. What is it? What's it about? Uh, I don't remember. But um, <laughs> this, this is when like Rob Schneider was also in like a, a Judge Dredd. I'm just like, you kidding yeah. me? Come on, you know. So the, yeah, this is when like uh, they were pairing Schneider with just like anybody. Uh, but it looks like it came out. Um, let's see, knockoff came out in '98. Wow, a lot later than I thought. I thought it was earlier than that. Uh, it says, action star Van Damme plays a fashion designer who must join forces with a CIA agent to combat terrorism. Uh, so hence the, the name knockoff. Um, Stephen E. D'Souza wrote it, who also, I think, wrote Street Fighter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, I just remember it not being good. Uh, 4.7 on IMDb. That's actually that's not terrible, but that's yeah. not good either. Yeah, it's surprisingly high for a movie like it sounds like a bad movie yeah he's a designer I mean, I, right i like rob schneider like don't get me wrong i do like rob schneider like especially a movie that i believe you also like a lot uh surf ninjas yes like he is he's great in that movie i think he's he's fantastic you know he's, yeah I, I think or, yeah i i don't know you know he's I guess he's a hit and miss kind of guy because I can't pinpoint like when he's really good. But you're right, like Surf Ninjas loved him, um, Hot Chicks loved him, Animal, mm, so it's okay, you know. But uh, there's one I saw recently that was just terrible, and it looked like it was filmed with like somebody's home camera. Yeah, yeah he's he's done a lot of bad movies, but I like I mean Deuce Bigelow isn't a great movie, but I like the I mean, first one. I haven't seen the second. Yeah. It's fun. Like the second one's really bad, but the first one is—it's a fun concept, and they have fun with it. And basically, I mean, if you like Rob Schneider at all, I mean, that's a fun movie. But yeah, I, Judge Dredd is a movie also that is—it's one kind of like Street Fighter, I guess. It's like you know, it—it's fun. It's a fun movie that if you just don't expect anything of it, then you can enjoy it. I think. Yeah. Um, let's see. So those two you got. Now, I, I guess some of the other ones we can say that they're honorable mentions. Like, um, they're not terrible. They're just not good, but still you can watch it. Would, would that work? 
Sure. Okay. Um, I got, well, I'm just um, looking up at uh, his list here, but uh, neither of us mentioned Double Impact. Do you think that would have been like just right outside for you? I honestly, I you have to remind me what that's about. Oh, uh, Van Damme plays twin brothers. Oh where, yeah, uh, yeah. They're they're separated at birth, uh, and then they uh, uh, meet each other again later on. Where I think the the more clean shaven Van Damme was like, oh yeah, we're totally brothers, and the other one's just like, yeah, whatever. No, we're not because he's a bad guy, <laughs> you know. And yeah, uh, yeah it, it was kind of one of those things that they kind of did. Uh, um, it, it was a thing. I want to say like late late 80s, early 90s, you know, kind of your um, parent Jackie trap. Yeah, yeah, Jackie Chan did, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. Um, it. I don't remember it much. I, I do remember one scene that, you know, uh, the the bad guy Van Damme kind of threw out like a, like a slur because, again, early 90s, so the clean-shaven one was wearing like a, like a hot pink shorts maybe or you know just uh, dress in some type of way and yeah and call them a gay slur so I, I just uh, I remember that scene and that's about it and I, I want to say it was probably kind of um, at the time I, I think people did like it yeah I mean I think people like that's the thing Van Damme was someone that people really liked like in the moment people really liked those movies at least for him yeah, like the movies may not have been great, but they liked them because he was in them. I mean, and I mean, I feel like someone today that's like that would be like, I don't know, like Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like he can do a movie where it's not a great movie, like San Andreas or something, and people will like him in the movie, but not like the movie. Right. And I feel like you know Van Damme was kind of that guy back then. I mean, I'm like, I mean. It's kind of like Steven Seagal was even that kind of guy, and I don't know who who else would be. I uh, at that time or now? Yeah, at that time or or now? Like, is uh, there someone else? The well, the Rocket I think is a very good one. Uh, like you said, um, yeah. But but the difference is, I, I feel like the Rock's got like charisma. Like Van Damme yeah. was kind of you know fighting. He, he was a very handsome guy too. You know. Uh, I think I, I saw somewhere that it said that uh, I think like three years in a row he was like nominated uh, MTV MTV Movie Awards for uh, Most Desirable Male, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was watching you know the trailers to these movies earlier and uh, that um, Universal Soldier like he was I think I was like wow you know if uh, if I swung that way like hey you know <laughs> Van Damme was looking good in Universal Soldiers, but. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it, I think The Rock is a great comparison because they're both, uh, you know, they're both very handsome men. Um, yeah, again, the, the Rock's been in some some you know crappy movies, uh, but people will watch it because it's him. And same thing with Van Damme back in the day. So yeah, I I think I think that's a great comparison. Steven Seagal, I I don't know, I don't think I I know he was like uh, around the same time. You know where you got. You know the two guys were. You know you you had Mel Gibson and and Bruce Willis that that were you know hot at the same time. So Van Damme had his Steven Seagal, but like Steven Seagal, like I I can name some movies, but you know I I wouldn't say he's a very attractive man. I mean he's got the you know I, I'm sure like some women like the ponytail thing, but he's got like these beady little eyes and you know he whispers a lot. Uh, 
I think yeah. you know because uh, JC from the Liquor Run podcast he um, reviewed Hard Hard to Kill with me, and uh, JC was just saying that um, with Steven Seagal, you know, the the draw with him was that he talked trash when he fought, and maybe that's what it was, and uh, I I maybe that didn't stand the test of time. Like I, I feel not a whole lot of people really remember him much anymore. Yeah. You know, for his movies, like the the last yeah. movie I think I saw that I liked him in was probably, um, what's the one with DMX? Uh, I'm blanking oh. on the title. Exit Wounds. Yeah, yeah. I did like that movie too. Yeah, I really liked that one, and that yeah. I think was the last one I saw of his. If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to go back and and look at his list. But yeah, that that movie I actually really enjoyed it, and also it has Michael Jai White again, who was a uh, uh, Jax in uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat Rebirth. <laughs> <laughs> I I think like Steven Seagal like you know Under Siege is really the movie. Oh like, right, all right. That's the movie that and it was you know nominated for some Academy Awards and stuff. Like that was actually you know Tommy Lee Jones. It was a like a seriously good movie, and I think that Steven Seagal was just in it. Mm, yeah, <laughs> like, he ha- he happened to be in it. Like I think if he was Van a cook, Damme, wasn't he or? Yeah, that's what that he was like. That's how he ended up being the hero. Was that uh, they didn't check the kitchen <laughs> because they didn't think that he would be in. The, like, but yeah, I, if Van Damme would have gotten a movie like that, I mean, I mean, I think that Van Damme could have ran with it. Like you're saying, Seagal didn't really have what Van Damme had, right? And I think if Van Damme would have gotten that movie, then I think he could have ran with it more than Seagal did. He he had something that was uh, I thought pretty good, but um, probably about fifteen years too late. Uh, did you ever see JCBD? Uh, I have not seen that, but I have heard good things. Yeah, it, it is good. Um, he has this one scene where it's like he monologues to the camera, and I and if I'm not mistaken, it was like one continuous shot, and it was like uh, you know it was actually pretty long, and um, you know he. Like critically, people are like, yeah, this. Uh, I think he got nominated for some things, you know, for like best actor. Uh, obviously, not the 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 Academy, but um, you know, some other smaller stuff, you know, probably like in Toronto and things like that. But he he did a really good job. It was a a, a dur- dramatic turn for him. You know, he wasn't uh, the martial arts star. He played like a like a fictional version of himself. You know, yeah. uh, and he's like, uh, I think he's at the post office or a bank and then there's like a hostage situation and you'd expect him to like kick ass right but no no he doesn't and um i think he was like also like in the, in the middle of like a, a divorce like fighting for his daughter so there's all these like emotional beats of his and uh he really acts his ass off in that one and uh that that one's worth a watch it didn't make my list because i saw it the one time you know and I, I didn't think it'd be fair to like some of the other movies that i watched over and over and over as a kid yeah yeah I mean, I, i've heard a lot of good things about that and I wanted to watch it but then it was one of those things where I, it was never anywhere where it was available to me yeah. <laughs> and then I just kind of forgot uh, but I did see you mentioned his daughter and I saw I don't remember the name of it but it was like a reality show it was huh. a Van Damme reality show really and I, <laughs> I remember that because you mentioned his daughter and it was like part of it was kind of like his daughter was trying to become a an actress Hmm. Uh, yes, I was very. It was very interesting to see him as Van Damme. Like, it felt, like not not as like you know, like as himself. Right, right. I, I mean, that's the kind of reality show that that I want to watch. I I want to see Jean Claude Van Damme because 
like he's someone that I only remember like from my childhood because he kind his career kind of went down like in the interim. So I don't really know anything about him. And I just feel like that's that's an interesting thing. I think it was on the movie channel. That's okay. where I saw. Hmm. It was interesting. Very yeah. Very weird. Like I think it was it was a few years ago. It's probably not, you know, in production anymore, but I think there are probably at least one season, you know, ten, ten or twelve episodes of it. Oh well, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Um, you know, I we're doing this obviously because we we liked his movies and and, and you know the man himself. I I do want to go back. Like I, I feel uh, at, at first when when uh, you agreed to come on to do this and I started looking up uh, you know his filmography, I was like, oh my gosh! In the last, let's see here, in the last six seven years he's been knocking out quite a bit of movies and like i feel like i need to go maybe watch some of these that uh people have you know given high ratings for and and maybe maybe these might break the list i don't know um but yeah i mean because already kickboxer vengeance as they're calling it comes out next year um there's a movie that i think he also wrote and direct called full love uh, yeah. See here mm-hmm. that that got an eight point one on IMDb. Have Have you seen that? I have not, but, but I have heard of that. Okay, because it's it's the second movie he's directed after the Quest. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. This is written and directed by him and starring. So, um, yeah, very interesting. So this one, yeah, just looking up the the list and and I saw this. I was like, okay, this is gonna be the next Van Damme movie I watch. And it looks like it's yeah, it it's got a few other titles, but Full Love. Um, so I am recommending JCVD to you. Um, some of these other titles, yeah, still nothing. Uh, Dragon Eyes, Expendables Bulls 2, you know, yeah, he had, um, you know, played the villain. That was a good role for him. But he's got other movies, Six Bullets, Enemies Closer. So just a bunch of, like, you know, BC-rated movies. Um, let me see. In Hell, Derailed, Order. So these were all, like, early 2000s. So really, the the last movie that I enjoyed him in was The Quest in 96. Uh, that is that is crazy. Yeah. yeah. What, what I, the movie Hard to Kill, that was the John Woo movie. Oh, right, right. yeah, Hard to Kill. How, how do I forget the uh, the Nicolas Cage uh, long hair? It looks like looks like from Con Air, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mentioned the uh, Bearded Scrutiny, the other podcast that I do. Uh, we actually reviewed that a few months ago, like six months ago, maybe a year ago, a long time ago. Oh, okay. Sometime before now. <laughs> uh, but I, I just, thinking about it right now, I would really have liked to have seen him do another John Woo movie. Like, after John Woo was better at American movies. You know, like, after he did, like, Face Off. Yeah. Like, I'd like to see, I'd like to see that John Woo do a, you know, do a movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, yeah, yeah. Face Off came out, mm, what, 96? 90- Ninety-seven or eight or something. Probably ninety-seven sounds about right. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that was definitely after Hard Target. But yeah, that, that's a that's a good point. You're right. After after he got a little bit better. Um. That I I. Now that you mentioned Face Off, I think one of the pairings was supposed to be like Van Damme and Steven Seagal. You know. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, like Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone was supposed to be another pairing of of, of the uh, the two leads. So um, I'm, I'm glad they went with, you know, two normal-looking guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that, that worked mm-hmm. with, you know, the people they went with was a good idea. But I, I, I think it would have still been good with, with Van Damme. Yeah. I think, well, I mean, Van Damme and 
I mean, not Seagal. Like, I mean, I like Seagal, but no. I think like Van Damme and even like Stallone. I think Van Damme and Stallone would have been a good pair. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, they go and do that in Expendables. So, <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, that that would have been uh, really cool. You know, uh, ho- hopefully one of these days, like um, uh, like a fan can make an edit, you know, and just like George Lucas, his face, you know, in, in into a face-off. Oh, look at that, face-off. Um yeah, that uh, let me see. You, so nowhere to run. Did you ever watch that one? I, I feel like that was also like one of his big ones, and maybe Death Warrant. Yeah, I just, see, like that's the thing about these movies is that they all have generic names, right. and like, the plots are often very similar. <laughs> so I I don't recognize those by name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the, the foreign fighter. <laughs> you know that does. <laughs> yeah. That's uh. I think that's it. That's not a whole lot of honorable mentions because, like, um, I, I think we like between the two of us, you know, we we did really um, list like uh, his his better movies. So, uh, so yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up right there. Um, can you, if you welcome interactions, can you tell like the listeners how to get a hold of you or where to find you and maybe discuss uh, more Van Damme stuff with you? Uh sure. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, Project Fandom, just go there and, you know, check out that. And uh, I am Lot Norm on Twitter, L-C-N-O-R-M. Uh, you can go there and say, hey, your Van Damme list sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's really good. Uh, but also uh, make sure, you know, to subscribe to um, – uh, I'm having a brain fart now. Bearded scrutiny. Bearded scrutiny. Yeah, I, was about, I don't know what I was gonna say. I mean, I I said it earlier, so okay. Yeah, it's an odd, it's an odd name, but I like. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, it works. Okay, yeah. So subscribe to that show. Uh, uh, follow John. I'll definitely uh, put those links in the show notes. So check that out there. Um, we would like to hear your list if you want to email in. I'm talking to the list, listeners. The um, if you. Let's see, you want to write in, you can do so at hlfpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes and Twitter. Let's see, if I, I'm going to have an announcement episode coming out soon, but for those that haven't heard, uh, I have been posting this on the Facebook page. So please fi- uh, look for us on Facebook and like the page, Hydrate Level 4. Um, for those that don't know, I do four podcasts. I do this one with Phoenix. We have guests come on, but uh, Phoenix is back in school now, so you know um, the schedule may not be as regular as it was during the summer. But the other shows I do, original remake, I do with Mike, where we review and discuss uh, an original movie and its remake. I recently started uh, the Back to the Future, the animated series podcast, which will... Um, that will drop, well, season one, anyway, there's two seasons of that. Season one will drop on October 20th of this year, 2015, at the time of the recording. Uh, that's uh, in conjunction with the release uh, on DVD for the first time ever. And then the fourth podcast I do, I do with uh, previous guest Devin, you know, who's uh, from the Liquor Run podcast. We do a list show, and we just uh, released our very first episode uh, just a few days ago, and the show is called we got five so follow us on twitter on all of that but if you like our facebook page i post the episodes um you know every time we we do them so you know if uh if you guys aren't seeing me post anything on hydrate level four chances are i'm doing one of the episodes for those other shows so 
I think that's it, man. That was a mouthful. I, I think I should record like a uh, commercial or something I could just play at the end. <laughs> I had to really yeah. think about all that. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, I, mm-hmm. I look forward to the uh, Back to the Future anime series. Oh. Because yeah, cause I, I pre-ordered that Blu-ray, and so I look forward... I, I haven't seen the entire thing, so I look forward to, to watching it. You, you know, to be honest, like uh, I remember when it came out, uh, I, I remember watching it as a kid, and remembering it not being good so i didn't watch a lot of it and we so far i think we recorded like six episodes and there's 13 per season and um i yes so far i haven't remembered any of them so it's it's really interesting and uh so thank you thank you for uh wanting to check that out uh but thank you again for coming on to the show and thank you for having me and uh until the next episode i'm peter and this is hydrate level four Hustle!